This is Morgan Michael, welcoming you to Kindsight 101, the podcast where you'll hear from world-renowned educational leaders about the mobilizing power of kindness, together by challenging our assumptions and venturing beyond the status quo in education, we can make a big impact, one small act at a time. So many people are just waiting to find out what the world's going to say. Like, can we do this? Can we do this? You decide, you decide, you decide, you know, Mm. so we've got to take our power back. Your energy is your power and you're in control of it. You guys, I am so excited about today's guest. Jill Payne is a former national level rugby player, a dedicated yogi, and a proud single mama living and practicing energy management each and every day. She's lived in many places from the beaches of Costa Rica to the concrete jungle of New York City and is currently living in Vancouver Island. 10 years of life, academic research, and an MA in workplace wellness allowed her the insights and the skills to develop this singularly transformational practice, Be a Dime Energy Management. On the ground, practical skills inspire individuals toward joy and capacity. Over the years, she's worked with a number of different organizations, including Google, McDonald's, Highliner Foods, YMCA, and many many more. She's been featured in Vogue, Glamour Magazine, Elle, and Self Magazines. And her highly sought-after programs go beyond the physical wellness by initiating tools to manage one's own overall mindset and everyday state of being. Jill comes to every single engagement with full-on energy and this really beautiful joy that really allows you to see the very same thing in yourself. Her favorite life mantra is that life is meant to be joyful. Jill has created a licensed certification program to train coaches in the Be A Dime energy management techniques. The team is building quickly and there will actually be coaches that are out there spreading this joyful message. I hope that you enjoy this episode just as much as I did. She's an absolute dynamo and I know you'll learn something today. I know I did. Hey, and one more thing, if you're feeling stuck, frustrated, or feeling a little burnt out, or like you just can't quite reach your expansive goals, I want you to check out my new book, From Burnt Out to Fired Up, Reigniting Your Passion for Teaching, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and just about anywhere you get your books. It's actionable, it's research-based, and it will transform your life and practice. Through my five R's framework, you'll learn to reflect, reframe, refocus your goals, reconnect with those around you, and reveal the truest expression of who you are as an educator and as an individual. Just search Morgan Michael from burnt out to fired up. That's Morgan Michael, M-O-R-G-A-N-E, from burnt out to fired up to reserve your very own copy today. You can do the book at your own pace or snag a bunch of copies for a staff room book club. The practices are meant to be shared. And if you're looking for inspiring lessons or daily inspirations for yourself, search Small Act Big Impact in Google for my website and for my Instagram pages. Jill Payne, it is such a pleasure to have you here on Kindsight 101 with me. And I am really, really looking forward to this conversation. I know I'm going to learn so much from you from a lot of the work that you're doing in the community, but on a broader scale as well through your coaching and your sessions and your online the courses that you're doing. I think you're offering people right now at a time that is absolutely so crucial to be managing and 
uplifting our emotions and our energy in general, you're offering us that opportunity to dig into what that really means. So Jill, I just want to welcome you on the show. Thank you so much. I am so stoked to be here. So stoked. Yay. So I want to dig right in. You talk a lot about this idea of dime people. And I love I love the idea behind it. And I think that a lot of people would benefit from understanding like what is a dime and even digging deeper, like where did that whole concept come from? This is a great story. So uh, just like background. So being a 10 out of a 10 is being a dime, right? And I'm really working on the hashtag, hashtag diming. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on it for a while. You can look it up. There's some posts there. I'm working on some clothing. I think it's going to be a big deal. But basically, we're, we have the option to be at a 10 out of a 10 or, or a zero out of a 10 or anywhere on the scale. And the idea is that we're human beings and we're going to be at a range of, of levels. But the idea that I was so clear about is that someone who lives in a beautiful state on a regular basis, that would be my definition of someone who's a dime, right? Someone who's diming, living in elevated emotions, they tend to have more energy and capacity than other people, right? So it's the idea that someone who lives in a beautiful state has a lot of energy. So instead of trying to manage my emotions, which seem elusive and are so, they're constantly changing even more so now, right? I want to realize that if I can, you know, if I have energy, I'm in a better mood and mental state and that mood and mental state will determine my experience of life, right? So I am in control of what is going to determine my experience of life. So instead of being affected by every single thing that's happening outside of us, because right now, especially, we realize that so much is outside of our control. The thing that is within my control is how I choose to manage my energy. So managing your energy is is what I call being a dime. So you do that with what you do with your body, what you choose to focus on in the dialogue you use with yourself. So in the beginning, the the way that diming came to be is in the beginning, I used to always just talk about being a 10. And I had one of my good friends came and she was um, managing my social media when I was on this little tour. And she just hashtagged bunch of dimes. And I was like, there's just something there. Like there's something that was so cool that you said just bunch of dimes, right? So it's not that I thought of dime first. I actually was always talking about people being tens. And then she said, hashtag bunch of dimes. And then we actually got a flat tire that afternoon. And for whatever reason, she was like, could you rap about being a dime? And and so so BFD stands for, I used to say big freaking deal. And then I started to rap and I said, be a freaking dime. I didn't say freaking at the time, but you can imagine. Right. So then that's how it, it turned out that, oh, my God, that already stands for those things. So everything was already in place. And then it really just fit into this whole, you know, kind of more fun branding. So when you're on a channel 10, those types of things happen. <laughs> OK, that is the best story ever. I think that there's there's a lot of beauty to that. And I think that there's this almost like, would you agree that when that nothing is really lucky. Like you, when you line up kind of, you feel aligned with where you're supposed to be headed and you feel like things are going the way that they are meant to be going. I don't know if you sort of believe in that. Yeah. That there's things just sort of fall into place as they're meant to in sort of a serendipitous way. And so like that, even that to me, I find it happens the most when you're on the right channel. Right. So when I, am at the right level of energy, things tend to work out like that, right? So instead of trying to get things to work out, I just focus on getting on the right channel. 
Right. So like, that's it. I just focus on my energy and I focus on my joy and I, I don't worry about trying to make and force everything into place. I just know when I'm there, the right things will find me. Right. So I won't even have to find them. They will find me. But it's a level of just understanding that my energy is what matters. So nothing, I'm not going to like sacrifice uh, my energy or my channel or my joy for anything because that is the most important thing, right? It's like people who like are trying to find a new job. They're like, oh, I got to go network and I got to do all these things. And, and I think, well, that doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> I think you, you got you to know what kind of job you want. You got to imagine it. And then you got to go have fun and get on a channel where you can be a match to the thing that you're actually wanting. Okay. I love this. It makes me think about manifesting. And somebody was, somebody asked me sort of the distinction between manifesting and goal setting. And I feel like there is a bit of a, a distinction. And to me, manifesting can feel a bit nebulous. And so there's almost like this, this pressure or almost like a forcing things to happen when they're not necessarily aligned. And I love how you talk about almost like an energy flow. Like that is what you're saying really is that when you set yourself up in such a way that you're aligned with that energy wise, that those things flow more easily. Like you're not, you're not forcing this, this thing to happen. That right. And you already of feel, and you already feel good because you're on a great channel. So you won't be needing that thing to happen as much either. But yeah, yeah I, I do. I, I think about manifesting a lot. I actually prefer the word creation mm. feels a little more grounded to me, right? I'm not going to manifest it out of this ether. Like, you know, if I think about, you know, the, there's no weeds in the garden, there'll be no weeds, like I, I need to create it, right? So there's a, there's so much to say here. But I have this little circle that I say that your beliefs create your energy, your energy determines your actions, your actions determine your results. And those results feed back into your beliefs. So it's a whole circle. Okay. I got it. Right? So let's pause there. Cause I think that's so yes. good. So like the beliefs, I just jotted those down. Cause I really want to anchor that the beliefs create the energy, the energy then kind of gets you into that place of action. The action itself is what feeds those results. And then the results yes. are what then feed into your beliefs around self-efficacy and all that piece. Yes. And then it's, yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a cycle. And it works both ways in the good way and the bad way. The example I always use, if you think that you're really bad at math. So for me, the most important definition in this circle is that a belief is just a thought that you keep thinking. Mm. So if I think long enough that I'm not good at math, right. And we're talking to teachers here. So they probably have students that think they're not good at math. If I think I'm not good at math long enough, that will affect my energy when I go into class, right. That will affect how I study. And that will obviously affect how I do on a test. And then I get to say, it's the truth. Right, right. Not good at math. But I was a, a very important co-creator in that whole circle. Wow. Okay, right? this is big. This is big because I think I like the distinction between, and I think I might start using this now because of you, that whole idea of like the manifesting versus creating. And there's something that gives you uh, more of a sense of, yeah. Self-advocacy. Power. Yes. Yes. Which is really, I think in this time, if we like zoom out a bit, if we think about all of the struggles that human beings are currently going through as a result of this pandemic or their personal life stories around, you know, divorce or separation or moving houses, losing jobs, or any of even some of the positive things, there can be this sense of losing a grasp on that control in life, which can feel really alarming. Yes. So I love, yeah, I love the language around this whole idea of you're a co-creator in the story. 
you're, yeah, you, you are in charge of your life. Yeah. Like you are a hundred percent in charge of your life. Like I've had lots of interesting opportunities in my life and it would be because I was on the right channel at the right time, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think, I think that's the most important thing. And if we go back to that circle, if I feed a belief into the circle, if my belief is that I create my energy and that creates my life, then my energy is already so much higher. My actions are going to be so much more inspired and confident and my results are going to be great. And then I even believe even stronger that like, wow, I am creating this. And then I do, I have even more energy. I do even, you know, even higher, crazier actions, right? Take better risks, right? So it's just a, it's like the, the momentum is going to go either way, depending on the beliefs that you choose to feed into your circle. I love that. I want to talk a little bit more about, about some of the programs that you do and, and go deeper into that. But before we do, I want to, I want you to think about like some of the people that maybe you help out there as a one-on-one coach or in the sessions that you do with folks, whether it's corporate or otherwise, some of the courses that you offer, when you come up against people who are struggling, what are some of the most common struggles or roadblocks to that shifting of energy for that you notice do you are there things so, that you yes, notice yeah yes there are a couple of things so one thing I notice especially well it's been a trend I mean I've been teaching this probably eight years now since I started which is crazy it makes me feel old but um I think that there's a lot of people we know what to do yeah. We know what to do for our health. We know, we know what to do to get happy or whatever. We know what to do. We have so much information in this world right now. We know what to do, but people still can't put it into action. Mm. You know, so I think the difference in my program is I want to focus on getting people energy. And I like to use the word capacity. They mean the same thing. So I want to get people more capacity so that they can actually follow through with what they know they need to do. Right. So I think a lot of people, they feel like their energy is not great. And right away, they're like, well, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to be vegan. I'm going to sleep nine hours. It's like you, you would be doing that if you had the capacity to do it. Right. So it's like, I think the program is the switch here is it's a gentle start. So we're going to think about more things like how am I training my nervous system right now with my body? Am I sitting up tall? Am I using my voice in a strong way? Am I breathing in a way that allows my, my body to know the future is safe? And then And then am I focused on the ideal situation or the problems? And am I speaking to myself in a kind way, right? So those three things, just very simple, are going to start to every day give me more and more capacity. And with that capacity, then I could actually follow through with the plans that I know are best for me. And that is what is going to give you true confidence as well, is when you're doing things that are in your best interest, you feel confident. Yeah. Okay. This is so, so good. I love that. So it's that like, would be one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the like the neuro signal to kind of give your give your brain the opportunity to not feel like okay, we're starting this super crazy diet or we're we're starting some right. some wildly you know unrealistic goal that with with no sort of road ramp onto the highway. You're just a lot of people will just take a goal, pluck it out, and and demand that they see results, right? Right. And it's not nice. It's not being kind to yourself. And especially mm-hmm. right now, I think in this time that we're in, it's like, we, you know, people don't have a lot of capacity to manage their own life, let alone their own health. And I don't ever want to make someone feel badly about that. Like that makes sense to me, you know? So it's about what are the tiny changes we can do to get the capacity up where then like, and, and that's the other thing. I was a personal trainer in the back in the day. And like, 
I want people to feel like they can take care of themselves. Like that's a good feeling instead of thinking they need me and they have to continue with me or they're not going to be able to do it. Like it's like really creating a, an empowerment piece of saying like, you'll get your capacity up and you'll take care of yourself, you know, mm-hmm. very different than you need me. I'll see you three times a week for the rest of your life, you know, right. <laughs> which can be daunting, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you start with the gentle start and, and I like this, the differentiation also between sort of signaling that ideal situation versus the problem seeking approach to goal setting, I think, um, or, or that kind of desired future life. What else would you say you offer as sort of strategies or, or an approach? Well, I was thinking of other issues that I hear about lots. So I find the, the biggest question I get after a few sessions is like, Jill, I'm I'm really starting to feel good. You know, I feel good. My energy's good, but it's the people around me, Mm. right? It's my, my spouse or it's my colleagues or it's my kids. Like I'm not the problem, (laughs) you know? So what I think is that with, with this, it's, it's the idea that we are the only one that we can affect and in affecting ourselves, we usually start to affect others, but to just get it clear that like, I mean, we could get into a whole thing, but I I used to say back in the day, you know, someone would say, oh, my husband comes home and he's always so negative. And I just say, I can't talk to you. (laughs) And in the beginning, I'd be like, good for you. You know, like he's got to get on your channel. But now I think like, it makes sense that people are not on a high channel on a regular basis. And, And now I think, you know, you might be on that low channel the next day. Like, so it's just like, we're in a period where we're, we're in flux and, and that's so fine, you know, but what your husband really needs the day that he comes home and is negative. He doesn't need you to say, I can't talk to you. He needs you to say the the reason I think people get, so there's a scale that we have to talk about at a 10, you're detailed positive Mm. at a nine, you're, you're generally positive at a five, you're neutral at a three, you're, you're generally negative. And at a zero, you're detailed negative. Okay. So a lot of people right now who are negative are actually detailed negative. Like they're going into like, and then this, and then, you know, so then their nervous system feels, feels it more intensely. Every time they talk about it, the person they're talking about talking to has to go there as well. So I I was thinking about if this husband comes home and he's really negative, you know, what does he need from the person he's talking to? And oftentimes I feel like it's, the reason you keep going detailed in your negative stories is because you don't think the person that you're talking to has understood you or heard you. Wow. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So if you just say you're so negative, I can't talk to you. I mean, that's not, it's not going to solve anything. So there needs to be a sentence of, wow, honey, I hear you had a tough day and I understand that meeting didn't go how you wanted and and you're disappointed. You're going to try to guess that, you know, empathetic listening, you're going to guess how they might be feeling and make sure that they know you were listening. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of softens them and they say, yeah. And then at that point, I think this is a very important skill for this time because we are all bouncing around (laughs) like understandably, but But then you can say, but what could we do for the rest of the night that would make you feel better? You know, I love you too much to let you go there. If you keep talking about it, you're only going to feel worse. You know, Um, what's your ideal situation? How could this work out in a way that would feel better? What went well today? You know, like, but you can't ask any of those questions if they haven't felt that you were listening. I love this. I think, and it, it feels like, you know, also on the, on the receiving end of that conversation, 
you would also be building a tolerance for other people's fluctuations in that energy too, which I think is really tricky if you're feeling up and you're frustrated that other people maybe don't see it your way. So I think that's so brilliant to put it into words like that. And then to offer, how do you support people, you know, who are close to you, who you, you know, we talk about boundaries and we talk about firing our friends, you know, the ones who are negative or who are bringing us down and, I think there's elements of, yeah, boundaries are really important sometimes. And sometimes we, we need to work within our, our lifestyle and the people that are around us who we love so much and, and to kind of dance with that energy. It's really, it's great. I love that. Um, I think also that whole acknowledging with, with the empathetic listening is huge. And I have this, this conversation, uh, with a really good friend of mine, every, every Monday morning, it's called TGIMs. And we generally do some goal setting and, and kind of keep ourselves accountable every week. But I remember there was one time where so great. it's so great. Like it's one of the best things ever has happened I gotta in my do life. That. Like, it's the best. All, thing. The, all the listeners too are like, I gotta do that. <laughs> it's huge. And it's, I think it's the consistency. I think it's the time limit. I think it's the permission not to feel like you have to give someone an hour of like, oh my gosh, I haven't talked to you in three weeks. You know, you don't have to give people the background. It's just, nope, this is what we're doing. We're diving right in. It's really lovely. Um, but I remember talking to her about, about this whole idea of venting and then getting to a place of, okay, like here's the period that we can talk about the hard things. And then what's the action that we're going to leave this conversation with that can kind of bump us to the next level or just to a different place. Yeah. So even with your friends being able to actualize that almost like a, not a rule, because we don't want to be rule bound, but sort of have an agreement where I like rules, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm fine with rules. Yeah. We have lots of rules. There (laughs) might as well be a rule that we're not going to leave a vent in a smelly place, you know, like, yes, I, I agree. And I do think that, I mean, there are times that you need to get detailed negative. And I like to say that you want to do that with like professionals and people who will have insights that will shift it. Right. Right. But like, for example, like my mom doesn't own a business, so I might not talk to her about my business problems, you know? So like, that's going to be more of a vent because I probably don't want her opinion, you know, like right. those things like <laughs> that. Right. So it's like, you have to really ask yourself, like, am I going to get something back? And the other thing I would say that you can go detailed negative, but like, just know you're doing it, you know? Yeah. And, and, when you're getting detail negative, I love this. Like boundaries is such a full word right now that I don't like to get into too much, but mm-hmm. just the idea of saying, you know, I'm about to go into a detail negative thing that has nothing to do with you. Do you have the capacity for that right now? Like Lovely. to just ask the question. And to be honest, I don't know anyone who's told me no, but like <laughs> I, it feels respectful to like, yeah. And to even like line it up for myself that like, this isn't, I'm not really looking for like, I know this is a big, you know, but I'm going to do it. Do you have the capacity? You know? So I think that's something to do in, in this day and age too, is just instead of, but it's just, I see it. I see it before. And I see it more now that like we use our negative stuff to connect. Yeah. Right. Like, yes. Like think about the beginning of the pandemic. Like we just, we just went for walks and talked about the news. Like, did you see this article? And did you read this? And did you, yeah. you know, so it was just like, it's a way for us to connect. So my favorite tip for everyone listening is the the one question I like to ask instead of trying to connect through our problems is, you know, cause especially like we connect through like daylight savings time or the weather <laughs> or like stuff that, you know, like, yeah. just like, 
hard classes, difficult parents, like all these things we, we do, we connect over. It's, it's like hot, hot wiring connection. Right. Yeah. Totally. Like I'm a, I'm a single mom. And when I hear someone else is a single mom, like, Oh, well then we can like, we can get into this, you know, but like, it's not really, that's not really what we want to be doing. So, so my question that I like to ask is what are you excited about? Mm, you know like that's the way like so especially if I don't know someone so well and we're just like waiting on a zoom meeting to start like I'm going to say what are you excited about right now because it's going to give them a chance to get into that detailed positive place Mm -hmm. right so we need to like as friends we need to be able to push each other into that place where we can actually get excited about something okay okay this is maybe maybe in a roundabout way this is part of why those tgim mondays are like so great for us because we leave the conversation generally feeling up. And maybe part of that is feeling excited about the future. Like we get to, and Mondays were not progress, an accident. Yes, yeah. Yes. Progress feels <laughs> right. good, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So any bit that you're like, yeah, yeah this is the problem I'm having and what I'm going to do about it is this. And I feel great about this plan. Like that feels great. The other thing I would say, even for your, your meetings is like, usually when someone starts to talk about something, there's a point where you know where the story is going. Mm-hmm. So like, instead of saying, and what else did they say? Like, you want to say, I got it, right? Like, I'm almost catching you at generally negative. So you don't have to go to the detailed place. Right. And relive you know? it, like actively relive all yes. of the, the hardships. And your cells are listening and your cells are feeling those emotions again, you know? So I think this is also why we're having so many health issues in our world today is because we're, we're, we're suffering. And then we're talking about the suffering. We're suffering again, you know? So it's like, I also get it though. Like if you're having a hard time and you are feeling detailed negative, it's not like you can just pop right up to detailed positive, right? That's mm-hmm. going to feel fake. That's going to be almost like toxic positivity. But like, mm-hmm. I like to say you can just bounce up to generally negative. <laughs> I like that. That sounds though. funny. Yeah, no, it does. But I, so I instead get, of saying yeah. like this went wrong and that went wrong, you're just going to say tough day today. Yes. <laughs> It was a long one, you know, like something that's just like, you're still expressing how you feel, but you're not having your body feel it. And you're not having the person you're speaking to have to feel it. That's so great. On that same topic, actually, this came up with a friend and she said, you know, I used to, I used to love time to myself. You know, she's got a busy house of boys and she would take self-care moments and she'd have a wonderful time. And then she'd come back and it was such a stark difference, the general vibe in the household and what was expected of her and all of that. And what you just said there around, around just kind of like being a little bit higher up that general spectrum, but not expecting yourself to be way on the the extreme positive, you know, she, she would build in after some time after kind of realizing, my goodness, these extremes are so intense to navigate she would build in like a time of neutrality where it was like sitting in her car before she walked in into her home and just kind of settling down a bit. And um, she said that made a really big difference in terms of how she felt too. So I wonder, Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a speaker, um, Trevor, he's, he, Russell Wilson's mental conditioning coach, and he talks about getting to neutral. Mm. So he talks about how, like, I think, especially now it is, difficult to just think you're going to be like, you're probably not going to be positive every second of the day. Like that's not realistic, but to just stop saying the negative stuff out loud would, would be a start, right. To just get to neutral where like, 
you know, like I do a lot of work in Nova Scotia. That's where I'm from, but they have weather like that. You know, I think that's like what I talk to everybody. I talk about the weather in Nova Scotia, like on a daily, <laughs> hourly basis, you know, so like, so to just like not talk about the weather, right? So I'm not going to be like joyful about the weather. I'm just not going to say anything about the weather. That's right. going to be my version of neutral, you know? Okay. Yeah. So like stopping yourself before, you know, and there are times you need to get into it, but like, really, like that's something that's a, that's definitely a way to connect with people. Like, oh, there's a storm coming in. Da, 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 da. Like, I can't do anything about that. And I'll handle <laughs> it when it gets here, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, choosing a different topic that you can get a bit more positive about. I love that. I think that's a really good strategy. And I just like that simple question that shifts everything. What are you excited about? I think that's great. Yeah. What are, you know, to shift a little bit, you're, you mentioned you're a single mom and that you run a business and you run a house and you do all of these wonderful things that I I would like you to talk about what what it is that you do and, and some of the amazing offerings that you have for folks. How are you able to And I kind of like, don't love the word balance, but how do you maintain that sense of feeling settled and calm and happy? And maybe that your energy is where it needs to be. Like, what are, what are some things that for you? Well, I can tell you how I kind of manage my days right now, Mm. but when I look back at the last year and a half, so my daughter is um, almost like 20 months now. So Mm -hmm. um, until she was about a year and a half, I had a nanny at home all day. So we were kind of in the same space and that was great. I could take clients, pop back out. And, and recently she's just gone to daycare. So right now that's been a big transition. It was so hard in the beginning, but now she just loves it. She barely says bye to me. She just runs in. (laughs) She loves her teachers. Like it's so great. So that's been a huge change because, you know, as they get a bit older, it's a bit loud in the house. So I was like stuck in my little room. Like I was trying to work all the time and that wasn't great. And Mm -hmm. so now I take her to daycare Actually, what we do first thing in the morning, almost every day we go for a run. Actually, this is a good story. You're going to love this. Actually, okay. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a real story of community and teachers, actually. This is <laughs> okay. going to be great. There you so go. every morning we, we go for a run because I'm big on exercise and, and especially like when I'm working and I have a, a toddler, like you just don't know when you're going to be able to squeeze it in. But I've been so adamant about like almost not missing a day because I don't want her to think that we don't like the stroller like this is what happens you <laughs> right. know? yeah and there's some days where like she's a bit fussy or whatever but I put the headphones on you know so like I try to just like we are doing this like we are doing this every day I brought snacks I bring toys like we just we make it work but I I literally I I run to the ocean every day and I started coming back and going to this coffee shop every morning and there's these three guys that have been having coffee together for 25 years so that this like Wow. you know they're, they're best buds and we just ended up talking to them every day now we sit at their table and like oh. one of them's a retired teacher and like Loey, my daughter will go up and run and hug all of them so like I, I feel like that's also like we know now human connection and social connection allows us to have our energy up as well so I feel like that's created a lot of like I she's so comfy there it's so nice for me to see her just sit on other people's laps and eat their toast and you know <laughs> so good Right, so we do that, and then I and then I take her to daycare, and all the the parents listening. I think the daycare thing was different. I didn't realize what our mornings were going to be like. Like, it's quite like get your coat. Yeah, I forgot you. I forgot your bottle. Yeah, like it's, it's, 
that didn't happen when I had a nanny. The nanny just arrived and I went to work and now it's like, you have to get the lunch ready and oh, it's raining, get your boots and where's your jacket? Did you, where's your jacket? Where's your, you know, so it's like <laughs> it's a bit, a bit hectic, but like, yes. we do it. And then I get home and that's the other thing I didn't realize. Then I pretty much need a half hour to like organize the space in a way that, so like that's kind of the morning, but I, I think it's so important for me and I know this, right? So I, light an incense, I tidy up, you know, I like clean everything off so that I'm like, then I'm ready. And then I, so, so what I'm doing mostly right now is I work with, with companies and corporations and I do these kind of overall culture programs where I do one-on-one coaching with the executive. And then I'll do kind of a, a keynote or a presentation for the, all of the staff take, you know, the next level of management through um, what I would call like stage one. And they do four zoom sessions and in the last year and a half too, I, I also created a digital dashboard. So there's videos that go along with each session and audios and wow. workbooks and journals. And in that as well, now I, I certify coaches. So I certify other coaches in this method, especially the 12 week one-on-one coaching program. So mm-hmm. that's been super fun for me is like to, to like, in the coaching program, they go through it themselves for the first three months. And then we do groups, like it's all the certified, the people who are getting certified, we're on Zoom together and they get a practice client and we go over like, how did the first session go? What went well? What could have gone better? And we, we talk about the content. So like, it's been really fun to realize that energy management is not Jill Tate. Energy management is a philosophy. Like that's really a, a really cool idea for me that they can get the same feedback that I get right? So it's not about the person delivering it. It's about what's being delivered, which is wow. like, yeah, that's a, that's a feeling I, I, I'm, I, I'm happy about that. And I, I see the future of, of energy management in a different way than I did before. And it's nice to know that we can spread the word faster and it's not all on my shoulders. So that's, that's really great. So, so during the day I'm doing, you know, um, I just finished a a two hour session with those certified coaches and I have a couple one-on-one clients. Now that I've been in Victoria for a while, I do see some people in person and usually we, we do Mount Doug as we do our session. So I get to do a lot of walking and talking. So that's great. And then I usually try to fit in a yoga once in a while. I mean, the parents know this too. There's a yoga I like to do online at three, but I also like to pick my daughter up around three 30. So I'm always torn. I'm like, yeah. If I go, should I pick her up? I don't know. But for my energy, I know the yoga is better. And you know what I realized is at that time they're playing outside and she's having a great time. So like, yeah, now I, you know, one day a week, I really try to stay for the class and, and, and just, you know, take my time and, and go pick her up and she's so happy. And, and then, yeah, and then evenings, evenings are, she goes to bed quite early. So then as a single mom too, I mean, single moms listening, you get this, but like when they go to bed, it's quite quiet and it's quite early. So like, Again, I find that's my kind of alone time as well. And sometimes I do like another little workout. I'm really interested in this workout called Intensati right now, which is like affirmations and step class. Oh, crazy um, fun. I know I'm going to get certified and bring it to Victoria. It's coming. So that is I usually, I, so it's making me feel so good. You know, it's just like, you get to say things like I take care of myself, you know, Mm -hmm. I have everything I need. I'm determined to succeed. I will find a way you're saying this stuff while you're moving in a powerful way. And it's just, it's magical. So I'll bring it. Don't worry. Nice. Experience it. 
I know you do but a lot of dancing that. too, right? You do a lot of dancing and like joy seeking through body movement, right? Basically is, is well, it's just so, yeah. it's so, I mean, it's so clear that the way we use our body affects the, the way that we feel, you know? So mm-hmm. like our, I think sometimes we're asleep to the power of our body and how we can use it to, to create energy, not just like for our, our lives to work, but for our joy, you know? So in terms of my energy and that kind of day, I know there's little things there's a little signpost in there. Like I might not feel like going for a run, especially depending on what time we wake, wake up. But I just, there's a voice in my head that knows better than that voice that says, you will have a good day if you do this. Like the day is always better when you go, you know? And I don't run fast and I don't run far, but I, I do it every day, you know? So I think it's like, it's having that little voice that that is trying to take care of you. Like letting it be heard a little more like yes I could watch another episode of a show or I could put on a meditation while I have a bath you know like there's there's always a choice right so it's kind of just like making that decision on a regular basis but not every time I'm gonna watch the show sometimes you know yeah a little moderation within the within the discipline as well yeah no that's great um if I was to to sort of, you've talked a little bit about your, your sessions. Can you talk about some of the coursework that you do and, and um, specifically maybe what it is that you offer folks? Yeah. So the, the course comes in, like I've, I've separated into three stages. So stage one is kind of what we've talked about today. So stage one is all about getting energy in the system. I like to say like creating fertile soil. So that's about like, how do I get how do I get energy? How do I get myself on a higher channel? And that's all about body focused dialogue, Mm. right? So that's stage one. And in terms of like corporately keynote wise, if I'm doing any kind of bigger group, I usually just stick to that. But then the one-on-one program, we also do stage two and stage three. So stage two is about now that I control my energy and that controls my mood and that controls my experience of life. I am the one creating it. So what do I want and where am I going and how do I get it? So that's kind of the goals and the envisioning. And there's a whole process in there around like image cycling, which I think you would love. Mm. So this idea that I need to like, I need to put myself there and I need to get the feeling like the feeling is the secret, right? So like, it's not the stuff that I want, it's the feeling and I can get it now. So I create, I write down like, you know, your, your listeners could do this. You write down 10 things you want and you write out an image of, of when it's already happening, Mm. right? So you put yourself in that image in time, right? And then what I do is I memorize my images and I cycle them in my head while I run. Wow. So so then I put on music and listen to the beat of music. And every time I take the time to actually memorize them, that stuff happens. Like, wow, that's powerful. Wow, that's powerful. So it's about like everyone can visualize, but do you actually get into the feeling space of it? You know, I think that's something that like, you know, like, and I always say when my, when I'm coaching my coaches, I say like, when they say, yeah, I want to do a Ted talk or whatever. I'm like, what are you wearing? You know, like, <laughs> if you don't know what you're wearing, you haven't got there, you know, like you, you, you don't know yeah. what it's like, you know? So it's like, that's, that's all stage two is about like, where am I going? What do I want? What's the vision for my life? What's the future self that is, is being born? How does it feel? How would they walk? What would they be like? What are their habits? You know, like, it's really about like spending time with the person you're creating, you know, like just so that all of that, like so important finding the feeling. And then stage three is relatively new for me. (laughs) Stage three is this idea that once I've planted the seed, if a good gardener has great soil and they planted a seed, they're going to trust that that seed will grow, that that rosebud becomes the rose. So they're, 
there's an element of, I don't like the word surrender, but kind of yeah. saying like, I've, I've done my work and now if it's coming, it's meant for me. If it's not, I don't want it. Right. So like we can't force everything into place. And I think there's a lot of us these days, I think maybe I just work with them, but a lot of high achievers who like yeah. want to make things in the way that they have this idea, but if something could work out better than you could have imagined, you know? So it's, it's yeah. really this idea of like, you know, I've got the vision and I'm on a good channel. So if it's right for me, it's coming. Like I I could force, I think we we all know this, like we can force things into place. Yeah. We can get good at that, but it's, it's lacking the feeling of like, this was lined up for you, Mm -hmm. you know, like it, and then you're usually going to have to force it continually. Right. So if I have a company that like kind of isn't, you know, I have to change my prices or I have to change my offering, you know, like I can make that work, but I'm going to have to kind of change who I'm showing up as, as well. Right. So like, I just want to, I know the kind of companies I want to work with. I know how I feel working with them. You know, if they want what I'm offering that we will be a match and it will be easy. Like no Mm -hmm. one's going to have to, you know, no one's going to have to manipulate each other to make this work, you know? So the the whole thing of, of stage three is that yeah, there's a downstream way towards everything that you're wanting, right? So like, once you find the feeling, you just rest there until your stuff gets here, like trust that it's coming, start to imagine your life, start to get prepared. You know, if I say I want 50 new clients, do I have the systems to allow for that? You know, so I'm just getting prepared for what I asked for instead of trying to micromanage it into place, because that doesn't feel good and takes a lot of capacity. Wow. Okay. This is real. I think this is a significant distinction between that, that whole creation idea versus manifesting. And yeah. So like the, what yeah. I'm, what I'm looking at now is like, I, I want to get this workbook into a book, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, oh, I yeah. could like, I could search for a publisher. I could search for a, you know, and, yeah. and it's the same, like, so I just think I'm just, I'm just going to imagine it. I'm just going to imagine it. I'm going to use my brain to imagine it. And somehow it's going to happen, but it's not going to be because I forced myself into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just the trust that like, I I love to even say like life supports me and it's coming and I believe, and I know it's, I know it's coming and there's nothing in me that needs to, to rush the process or, or, or force it forward in a way that doesn't feel good. You know, this is so good. This is so good. I, I totally agree. I've had a few moments, you know, in my life where I forced things, you know, I wrote, I wrote down a long time ago, I want to write a book and I almost had no business even writing that down, but somehow it was something I knew that I was going to needed to do. And that's so interesting because I did write a book and I wrote it with the publisher and it was the wrong book and it didn't come to fruition. And, Mm. and then not too long after about a year or so after a publisher came to me and wanted to write a book. And then the real book, the book that I was meant to write, the one that I'm really proud of is out there in the world now. And that just feels timing of your book. And this it's, it's wild. Yeah. And it's just that whole, like what you said, you kind of, you, you, it's that combination, I think preparation, the desire to want to do it first of all. And then I think the articulation of the dream too, I think is big. And then the letting go, you know, going, that was not for me and not clinging to that loss. I think that, well, whole, they, you yeah, know? they say too, that like a lot of the goal setting can be like a masculine, you know, like I, I we need to make this happen, but then there's gotta yeah. be the feminine of like, you know, may it happen in a way that's best for everyone, you know, yes. like, yes, yes. Can I allow it to be instead of, you know? Yes, but it requires that's what so stage three does get a little bit spiritual because I think 
what it creates is this, how do we feel trust? Like, how do we create trust? You know, I think that's, that's my favorite feeling that I'm always kind of reaching for is like that feeling of just feeling like, ah, it's it's all going to work out. You're being taken care of, you know? So it's like, how do we actually, where does that come from? Yeah. You know, so that's kind of where we get to in stage three. And it's fun for me because I'm working with executives and I think there's always someone's like, do you talk to the McDonald's people about this? I'm like, I talk to everyone about this, you know, but there's ways to, to, to change your language so that it fits everyone. But I think that feeling of trust is something that everyone wants, you know? So yeah. And it's like, oh, I can't go there. It can yeah. Be, like, it, yeah, it's, it's, un, it's maybe uncomfortable or foreign to people to trust not only the world, but to trust themselves in it. I think that's yes. a piece too. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is amazing. I feel like that's where you can really live a good life when, so like, I just remind myself constantly that it is not about trying to force these things into place. It is about me just getting on the most joyful channel I can be on and then seeing what happens. Like my vision is so clear. I do not need to write it down again. You know? Mm -hmm. So that's what I say that like, I I think I was in stage two for like 15 years, just like, (laughs) let me write it down again. Maybe I'll, I'll cut out pictures. You know, it's like, like, whoever I'm asking, you know, the, the vision is clear. Like they know what I want, you know? So it's like, I don't need to keep asking. It's already clear. Right. Mm-hmm. So then it's about how do I start to trust that that's going to, it's going to happen that I, that I deserve it, you know, that, mm-hmm. yeah, all of it. So, so much. I love that being cognizant of time. Is there anything Jill that you want to leave listeners with or anything that we haven't touched on that you're like, Oh, you know, I'd really like to, to, mention this? Mm, let me think. I, I just feel like, I mean, knowing that so many teachers are listening and, and educators, I, I just think that it's a group that has taken a lot in the last two years, you know? So um, first of all, just being so gentle and loving with, with themselves, I think is the first thing, but just knowing that you've been in this uncertain time, and you've had to manage parents and other teachers and your own family situations and your own stress. Like I just, it's a group that I'd really like to, to work with. And it's a group that I think needs, needs these basic tools quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. So even just the tip I would say to teachers is to put a BFD alarm in your phone. Mm-hmm. So body focused dialogue and have it go off a couple of times during the day where you actually get to check in and say, Oh, right. I control my energy, which controls my mood, which controls my experience of life. What am I doing right now with my body? I hold my psychology and my physiology. What am I doing with my body? What am I choosing to focus on in this moment? And how am I speaking to myself? Mm. Right. So I think we just need to do that on a, on a regular basis. Just tiny little things like that, that can get our capacity up to a level where, you know, then you can start making some change and, and getting yourself more energy. Cause I just can't imagine the, the, the capacity of, of the, the whole school system right now. It's just been a lot. It has been a lot. I, I really, I appreciate that. And I think, I think that simple reminder to kind of get, get into our bodies and be, be mindful as we do it, I think is, is really huge. Where can people find your work, Jill? Where can people find you? Um, my website is jillpain.ca. And my Instagram is B underscore A underscore dime. So I'm really trying to share a bunch more content on my Instagram, more of of tips and tricks so that you can just get some, some simple things to try today. So that's all on Instagram. And 
And they can also email me, jill at jillpain.ca. I love to help anyone, any questions you have. If anyone wants to become a certified coach, we start every September, just like you guys, you know, our, our school semester starts in September. So if anyone's interested in that, please reach out. And yeah. That's awesome. That's Thank you. You can Thank find you. me. You can find me at Mount Doug, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's day. right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. And I'll, I'll be sure to link, uh, link those as well in, in the show notes and everything. Jill, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been really exciting to talk to you and I think hopeful. And I think we need, we need that opportunity for hopefulness and for that, I think digging into that ability to, to take control back over our lives and, and to feel yes. like we get to be the authors again of, of what the next chapter yes. will be. So thank yes, you. Yes, I think so many people are just waiting to find out what the world's going to say. Like, can we do this? Can we do this? You decide, you decide, you decide, you know? Mm. So we've got to take our power back. Your energy is your power and you're in control of it. So good. So Yay. fun. Yay. Thank you so, awesome. so much. <laughs> thank you. Okay. I want to thank you for the wonderful reviews that you've left for this podcast on iTunes. Your reviews make a big difference in helping other educators find this show. If you think that I'm doing good work here and you'd like others to get inspired and join our 21 day kindness challenge and movement, I'd love it if you would take a minute, head over to iTunes and leave a review. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Kind Sight 101, the podcast. For links to resources mentioned in this episode, visit smallactbigimpact.com and click on our podcast and choose this episode number. Now, I would love to hear from you. What's the biggest insight that you gain from this conversation? Head over to our website, smallactbigimpact.com, leave a comment on our podcast page, or tag and connect with us on social media with the hashtag smallactbigimpact to share your inspiring story of kindness. Can't wait to hear from you.